0: mdn tv the podcast be abreast with now never miss a thing with mdn tv the podcast we love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest join us grab more from these series listen to our podcasts the undeniable choice
1: good morning good morning good morning good morning everybody yes Uh, this is mdn shows running with the times only on mdn tv that podcast and i am major daughter welcome 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 to all our listeners and viewers around the world meet us in the comments we are live there engage ask questions share this podcast i mean tell your friends to tell their friends it's happening right now and if you have not subscribed yet. What are you waiting for? Because this is the hottest show on the planet and we bring you one of the hottest guests on the planet. And today, today we are talking Seventh Leadership. Look, I feel that um, Seventh Leadership, Seventh Leaders, I feel this is something like that is overused. I mean, everyone is calling themselves a servant leader. Even people who are not even accountable. Even people who don't even um, who don't even prioritize the objectives of their teams, their organizations. They call themselves. Seventh leaders? I mean, really, what is it then? What is a seventh leader? What is seventh leadership? What does it even look like? What kind of leadership style is that? Well, my guest is going to help us settle all that and clarify. He has written a book called The Leadership with a Seventh Heart. It's a series. This is a multi-award winning, best-selling author who runs a a leadership institute, a leadership group. You want to hear him. I have so many questions for him. And I've been just thinking, can I call myself a seventh leader? Who judged that? I mean, <laughs> Who qualifies and what qualifies one to be a seventh leader? Well, let's all find out together right after this.
0: MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us, grab more from these series, listen to our podcasts. The undeniable, oh, the
1: undeniable choice for today is indeed kevin johnson thanks a gazillion times kevin for saying yes for availing yourself and for sharing your wisdom with the whole world we're so honored to have you Heaven leadership a leadership with a seventh heart what does that even look like Kevin, please take this opportunity to greet our listeners and viewers and jump into it. The mic swings to you.
2: All right. Well, thank you so very much for having me to be your guest on your wonderful program, Major. And uh, hello to all of the viewers and all of the listeners that are listening in today. Um, The purpose of the Leadership with a Servant's Heart book series is really, like you said, Major, to help us all to better understand uh what it means when we say servant leader because uh it, it it means different things to different people but from the perspective that i presented having worked for the federal government in the united states for 34 years uh, i've retired uh five years ago and and then also having a number of years of experience in ministry in terms of leadership uh, for 22 years I've had a chance to observe and actually experience a great deal, and and what I have come to find out over the years of studying uh, strategies and principles that govern what leadership is all about—that awesome responsibility and the trust factor that comes with leading people—it has to do a lot with first of all what's going on in the mind, because see, from the mind the subject matter expertise and the acumen and the intelligence that gives you and I as a leader the credibility to lead people. When, when people quickly pick up on the fact that we really know what we're doing, we know what we're talking about, and we're confident in it, it builds credibility to that position and that title that we have. But when it comes to leading people, we have to understand that they're not just workers, but they are people, they're people with emotions, they're people with concerns, they're they're dealing with issues. And so where we can align what's going on in our mind with what's going on in the heart, leadership with a servant's heart, that leader can now display and demonstrate openly Uh, respect, honor, value, care, compassion, and empathy for those that he and she are leading. Oftentimes in leadership, the two don't align. They don't match up. And we can direct people to do something uh, and, and they'll do it unwillingly versus establishing relationships and asking someone to do something and then they'll willingly do it. So, so Major, the, all the conversation that goes on in the marketplace and all of the different leaders that say that they're servant leaders, the real test is <laughs> being able to demonstrate subject matter expertise and at the same time, compassion and empathy uh, and, and really giving a care, showing that we care for the people we're leading. Now now we're talking about the true essence of what servant leadership is all about.
1: Yes. Well, Jesus said, if anyone wants to be great among you, he must first serve and be a servant. Heaven, we live in a time where nobody wants to serve. I mean, this generation doesn't want to serve nobody. Everyone wants to be a leader. Everyone wants to lead. And I'm wondering, are we going to lead other leaders or they will be leaders or followers? What's going on? And why is that so? Is it because this, this seventh leadership has been deserted and ignored? It's just a title or a mere title to others that everyone can now call themselves a leader. I mean, I can throw so much at you because this is a big deal.
2: Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Not only do I write about it, but I, I teach about it. I train, I coach, and I mentor. Uh, and then equally yeah. important, uh, I speak uh, one-on-one and with groups about it. Because We need more role models. We need, we need more examples for people to see what it means to actually lead people um, from the heart. And, and showing them that we, we honor and respect their gifts and their talents and their abilities uh, that they're bringing to the table. And it could be that a lot of people just want to be leaders and not followers because perhaps they haven't had a chance to witness good <laughs> followership yet. Um, yes. as yes. leaders are those that understand how to follow their leader first so that When they become a leader, they'll know how to talk, how to walk, how to treat, how to care for them, and then you'll find very quickly that people will be more than willing to follow. But you and I have to be a follower first, and people need to see that example. And so in part, to answer your question, we don't have enough role models. We don't have enough examples for future leaders to see, so they step into a role and they immediately want to become a leader. And as both of us know, and as many of your listeners and viewers know, uh, it takes a time to develop. There's there's a season of preparation that goes into leadership. I always tell people it's always better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than it is to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And we're, we're trying to help men and women not to step into leadership positions without having been prepared first. So that's that's part of what we do and that's why I'm on this mission and, and we're having this conversation.
1: Yes, and you, you are doing a marvelous job, a brilliant job because you're also writing about this and this has earned you uh, multiple awards. How did that happen? How did well, you get that right? I mean, I mean someone with your flavor in there—well, your flavor. <laughs> Let me just correct my pronunciation so that it covers the whole world. I'm in South Africa, so the South African flavor will come in every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> someone with um, what you do—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's very rare to see someone who does what you do, and so many awards, especially from different quarters. How did you get that right? How did you even get started in writing? And why write about leadership?
2: Yeah, thank you, Major. Well, I've I've been writing for 20 years. I, I actually have close to 20 books in my portfolio as either a principal writer or or a contributing author, one of the two. Uh, But I've written books on the topic of faith, uh, global book marketing, blended families, finance, um, how to write, uh, and now leadership. Uh, But specifically, uh, I've learned a lot about how the publishing industry works and operates. Uh, Over a 20-year period, there's been a lot of changes incorporating technology uh, et cetera. And I've just learned to improve my craft over time. Writing is very therapeutic. It's a lot of fun, uh, but equally important, I write so I can educate my audience. And, uh, that, that's really the key. And I've just learned a lot about the industry. Part of generating book sales and reaching my audience has a lot to do with just knowing how the publishing industry works. So, Um, Having the book to be nominated for different book awards is important. Uh, Being visible and being open to all of the book lovers uh, around the world and uh, communicating a very simple message that resonates with a lot of good people uh, over a 20 year period. That's how I've learned how to do it. So in in total, uh, all of the books in total have, have earned Uh, over 20 years, uh, 30 different literary awards, and the most recent book on leadership, which was released about three months ago, uh, it's already earned its first literary award. Just just last week, I was notified by um, one of the organizations that that it was nominated for that we ended up winning the the bronze medal, a third place in one of the different categories, so Leadership to me is very important. That's the season of life that I'm in right now. Having raised three sons, leadership starts in the home and then it goes out into the community and into the workplace. So I've learned a lot, had a chance to implement and execute a lot of what I've learned and what I see works, I share and what doesn't work I kind of throw it away and and advise people not not to try that. So it's been a wonderful journey and uh, it's it's not not stopping here. I still have many, many more books in me um, that I'm going to be publishing in the very, very near future. And I'll keep you up to date on on the progress.
1: (laughs) There's so much to learn from you. Look, I'm taking notes, especially on this one. Now, I i once heard a man say um he wants to be judged um he said when it comes to success he wants to be judged on how his children turn out what will you have to say about that when it comes to leadership he said leadership starts at home yes 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 because if you can't lead your home you can't lead anyone outside but some feel like they can do it i mean they can succeed outside their homes That's a topic for another day. What do you have to say about this leader who says they want to be judged about how their children turn out?
2: Yeah, I think that's an excellent statement. It's all about legacy. It's all about depositing um, our love and our care uh, into our children and have them to go out into the community and into the marketplace and, and replicate and mirror what they've learned at home. Um, how to treat people, and how to handle themselves, how to conduct themselves, how to speak intelligently, um, how to dress—the importance of grooming, uh, bo- bodily hygiene, uh, oral hygiene—all of that is very, very important. And, and guess what? They—they they learn it at home. So I want—I want my sons to to be good husbands and, and good fathers, uh, but they—they—they—they they, they, they may not achieve that. Uh, if they don't actually see it in their home. So that's why I always say when it relates to leadership, it's all about being a role model. It's all about being an example. It's not so much what we say, but it's also what we do. And um, so that legacy piece is very, very important. You know, know, the fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree. And uh, it's very important that we uh, deposit that in the lives of our sons and daughters uh, as they grow up, and then they go out there um, on their own to have an example in the home that that taught them what to do and how to do it, yes
1: this this is a is a touchy one and a bit sensitive, judged based on how your children turn out. Um, what do you think are some of the mistakes that leaders are making? um today especially those you find that um, they are successful publicly but privately they are they're not so much successful i don't want to use the word failures, because you want to be a public success but also a private success not a public success and a private failure where did we miss it what are some of the mistakes that i mean Talk to young leaders. Talk to upcoming leaders, who are still liking you.
2: Well, and how they, do
1: you make the same mistakes?
2: Uh, yeah, major. I would I would start by sharing that any time you and I, as a leader, come across as a know-it-all, that that we have all hmm. the answers, that that's going to turn people off. Um, leaders have to be more of a collaborator and a partner and uh, and cooperate with others. Bring them in to hear their ideas and their thoughts and their perspectives on a number of topics and not come across as having all of the answers. So that's a, that's a big mistake that all leaders make and I want the young leaders in particular to pay close attention to that um, surround yourself with mentors and coaches and other men and women who can deposit uh, into your life to kind of help you to become much more well-rounded because contrary to popular belief, uh, there really is no expert on anything. Uh, no, no one person knows any topic so much that they, will, that they become an expert. I know people call themselves experts, yeah. but we all need help. We all need to be surrounded by good men and women who can really, really help us out. And then the other thing that really comes to mind as it relates to your question is humility. Um, We we need leaders who are humble and um, are are open and receptive to what others have to say, being a good listener uh, and not being boastful and pompous in, in everything that we do. So those are really the first two things that come to mind. Uh, don't come across as a know-it-all, and and definitely uh, exercise humility because when you do both of those, you'll go you'll go much much farther as a leader.
1: Yes, yes, thank you so much for that. If you started again tomorrow, would you do the same things that you did, or would you change your strategy? Yes. For the
2: most part, Major, I would continue to do exactly what I did. In hindsight, of course, when you look back (laughs) and and some of the errors you made and some of the mistakes you made, you always want to be able to take those back. But you know what? With every mistake we make, it's a learning opportunity. It's it's a time to say, you know what? I, I have a chance to do a 180. I can turn things around. I can learn from this experience and I'm now I'm that much better. So I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything in particular. I can think of a couple of instances where some mistakes were made that I wish I didn't do, but because I learned from them and I know not to repeat that going forward, I'm, I'm that much better. And I can share with other leaders what to do and what not to do as well. So yeah, I would continue to do. Uh, uh, In in hindsight, in retrospect, I would still take the same path and the same journey because because by and large, it's been very, very good. It's been very, very productive and very powerful. But there's always one or two missteps that you learn from and you keep moving forward.
1: Hmm. You say leadership is important at home and in the workplace. How does it look like at home and in the workplace?
2: Well, it should be the same because it's about character. So (laughs) our character defines who we are. So I am the same Kevin Johnson that you're talking to right now, that your viewers are watching and and that your listeners are listening to, um, as if I were here at home all by myself and nobody else is here. It's all about the character. The character sort of defines who we are. Uh, I'm, I'm the same type of guy that, If I'm standing behind someone in the grocery store and and a $20 bill falls out of their pocket and they don't know it, uh, I'm the same Kevin Johnson that would tap them on the shoulders and say, hey, you dropped this $20 bill. It's just just inherent to who I am. It's part of my DNA and my core. And so um, having that character is really defining in terms of who we are, both at home being consistent, not hypocritical. And when we go out into the community, we go out into the marketplace and, and, and we go out into our workplaces, uh, it's, it's the same thing. I, I wanna treat people the way that I would wanna be treated. The golden rule is universal. Everyone knows it regardless of their faith. And I want people to know that uh, I have a great deal of respect for them in terms of who you are. And I earn that respect in return because I'm a personal character. When I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. I'm gonna be somewhere, I'm gonna be there. If I need to be there at a certain time, I will show up on time uh, and I will keep my word. But it's consistent over time, both in the home and in the workplace as well. And that's really what character is all about.
1: Yes. And there are those who are more tolerant at work, in the workplace. Than at home why is that so and how can one really balance that out if you're not on uh, you're not one of those who who is the same Kevin at home and the same Kevin at work
2: yeah I mean it's just a matter of sticking to your priorities and and being laser focused on what's really important and what's important for me and what should be important for all leaders is that it's always the right time to do the right thing. And it doesn't matter if anybody's watching or not, it's just always the right time to do the right thing. And so leaders help to develop people, Uh, they're advocates for people, they support people, Uh, They provide resources and training opportunities for people. I mean, that's what leaders do. Uh, And then in the home, I'm helping my sons grow and mature and become um, respectable and reliable young men. And that's part of development uh, as well. That's part of prayer. That's part of support, Um, telling them that they're loved helping their goals, dreams, and aspirations become a reality. You know, in the home, parents often want what we think are best for our children, but we need to stop and ask them, you know, what would you like to do? What what are your goals? What are your aspirations? And let me see, as your father, what can I do to help to support that to become a reality? So... And the same thing in the workplace, I'm ask, asking people as a leader, you know, what is your goal? Are you looking to get promoted within three years? Would you one day like to be in the position that I am now? Um, the servant leader would just ask the question, how can I serve you? How can I support you to get to where it is you're looking to go? And, that, and that's a derivative of being a, a servant leader, having a conversation and listening what what it is that people have to say
1: what are you grateful for
2: i'm grateful for life i'm grateful for my relationship (laughs) (laughs) my relationship with god Uh, i'm thankful for family and friends Uh, i'm thankful for good health and a sound mind but i tell you what major i'm really really grateful for the opportunity to have learned over years, what leadership is all about, and then having the ability and the capacity to train and coach and mentor and speak on the topic. Uh, I'm really, really fulfilled in this particular season of my life, but it comes from a season of preparation. It comes for two, three decades of preparation to get to this particular point. So I'm thankful and grateful
0: for all of the above.
1: Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Johnson.
0: <laughs> MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable,
1: well, the undeniable choice. choice is still Kevin Johnson. Look, we're still talking seventh leadership—a leader with the seventh heart. Thanks a gazillion times for staying on. If you still don't know what that looks like, go buy. A Heart of a Seventh Leader, if you don't have one. <laughs> or you can just listen to this episode, Start From Scratch. And before you know it, you will be coming right along. Kevin, we are at the tail end and we're so grateful for, for tilting the bolts you have tilted today and really sharing your heart. And uh, I'm thinking for those Who wants to continue this conversation? The show comes to an end. The conversation doesn't have to. Where do they go to? How can they find out more about you? How does one really get that book and where?
2: All right. Well, yeah. Leadership with a servant's heart um, is available everywhere that books are sold. And um, of course, Amazon, the the biggest bookstore, of course, but You can also purchase the copy there in your local bookstores and any of the independent and major national bookstores as well. Uh, My website is the name of my company. The name of my company is The Johnson Leadership Group. My website is www.thejohnsonleadershipgroup.com. Viewers and listeners can go directly to the website to purchase the book and to learn a little bit more about what we do. Uh, We do the training all over the globe, not not just in the United States, but all over the globe. So we'll be more than happy to connect, more than happy to get a chance to meet you uh, in person or virtually, and uh, continuing to have the conversation on leadership with a servant's heart.
1: Yes, and that website again is com. I'll take that again, com. The link is in the description. And for the book on Amazon, the link is in the description. If anything is not there, ask for it and it shall be given. Kevin, someone is asking if you help others right now achieve the kind of success that you have achieved, especially in the writing world or the writer's world.
2: Absolutely. I'm I'm more than willing to help and and to give some, um, some advice and guidance on what to do and how to do it. So just reach out to me and uh, you have my promise that I'll, I'll definitely follow up. You can, you can reach me, by email directly through the website, thejohnsonleadershipgroup.com. Just go to the contact page, and uh, you can send me an email directly, and I'll I'll respond. But yeah, I'm, I'm more than more than happy to help. I've been at it for 20 years, so uh, I know a little bit about publishing.
1: You have mastered this thing. <laughs> what are your last words?
2: Well, my last words for leaders is uh, really the theme that we're currently in the middle of. I'm, I'm, I'm on a national book tour uh, here uh, through 20 cities in the US, and we'll be in Kenya, Africa in September, and then Dubai in, no, in November. And, and our theme is Know Better, Do Better, Lead Better. Um, we're on a mission to have a global conversation about leadership, specifically servant leadership, and I want, I want all leaders to know better. That means get access to information and then do better. That's your action plan based upon what you know, so that ultimately all of us would lead better. That's our theme. Know better, do better, lead better. And that's what this journey is all about. So come on and join, join the conversation and get involved. Um, I firmly believe that Better leaders help to make the whole world a much better place.
1: Yes, and those who are interested, in Africa, it's in Kenya. You want to know better, do better, and lead better. Check it out. I'm sure that will be available on the website as well. Kevin, we want to follow first and follow a leader so that we can lead better as well. Thanks, a Gazillion Times once again. We are so grateful you have given us A very free masterclass in a short space of time. We're grateful.
2: Thank you so much. I am grateful and honored to be on your wonderful show.
1: Yes. And from us to everyone listening and those who listen later and those who watch and check this out later. It's well done to you.
0: MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you at MDN Talk Radio. The conversation is upbeat with life-enhancing chats, moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us. The undeniable choice.